The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, I want to talk a little bit about comments made by uh, the tarnished to Michal Martin. Uh, coming under scrutiny uh, it was about homeschooling he was in New York and he was talking a little bit about the Enoch Burke case and he said I don't want to comment too much on that case but I think it does speak to the importance of socialisation particularly in education the idea that people should be educated in schools I'm not a great fan of homeschooling I think children need to socialise well Fiona Harford is with me as well she is a home educator in Wexford. Uh, Fiona, you're welcome to the show. What did you think of what Michal Martin had to say? Uh, thanks very much for having me on. Um, I was quite taken aback when I uh, read Minister Martin's remarks um, at the weekend. Um, I felt it was a bit of a leap, really, um, to suggest that um, being home educated might be the reason that anyone behaves in in a manner that you disagree with, just as being state-schooled is not blamed in the case of anyone else whose behaviour you might find offensive. Um, and to further suggest that maybe no child should be home-educated, you know, and that home-educated children do not enjoy uh, socialising, mm. um, to say a certain amount of ignorance, I think, about what home-education actually entails, and, and you know, maybe a bit, of, a bit of his own prejudice based on his own background. Tell me a little bit about your own situation. So how many kids have you got? I have three kids, um, aged between six and twelve, um, and they've never been to school. They, so, so they never, because sometimes uh, kids start off in national school, and then and maybe shortcomings are identified by parents, and they decide to homeschool them. You never entertain the idea, no? Oh, we entertained it absolutely. We had all our kids um, down for places in the local school when when they were babies, um, and I suppose just in the in their early formative years, uh, we fundamentally we enjoyed spending time with our children uh, that was I suppose, our first um, first thing um, and for us as well we myself my husband are self-employed and we worked from home back before it was uh, the, the done thing and yeah. um, you know we were used to a certain amount of autonomy and how we spent our time um, so we started looking at you know what alternative options to you know going with the you know the, the, the eight to four and the um, September to June schedule mm. offered. And so we started looking into home education at that point and felt really that, um, you know, there were other ways of, of doing it um, and that, you know, having the freedom to tailor um, learning to our children's development uh, to their interests, that, you know, that that would uh, facilitate a deeper, more meaningful education for them. Um, it was not, not, you know, a criticism of school. It was not that we had a problem with school. It's just that this was better for our family. And what is the the structure then, if there is a structure to the day? How how do you manage it? Um, well, we don't follow a curriculum. We're very much driven by our children's interests and we are with them all the time. So we have discussions about things that they're interested in. We facilitate their learning through whatever happens to be their interest at that particular time. Um, they do a lot of extra, well, extracurricular, for want of a better word, activities. So they are going... Um, out doing activities with uh, both schooled and homeschooled children um, outside of the home. Um, I mentioned to your research earlier that six days a week my kids have activities outside of the house. Um, so it's, it's uh, quite uh, quite busy here um, for us. Okay. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, they're happy and they're thriving and, you know, we still enjoy spending time with them. And um, 
the fact that it's driven by their interest, I mean, is, is that an absolute rule? Are there certain things that you say, well, listen, I know you don't like this subject, but we've got to do a bit of it anyway? No. Um, but so if, but, if they're mean, not interested in maths, just, if they're not interested in maths at all, do they learn any maths? Well, they learn maths through living. And I mean, maths is everywhere. And, you know, it's, they learn maths through, through their interest rather than sitting down and learning maths as an abstract concept. Oh, yeah. But I mean, if they, if they so, just are I mean, not interested is, in numbers, they don't care, I don't care what five and four adds up to. You're not going to teach them. I mean, because it's no, true, like maths them, is I mean, everywhere. They, so there's an argument that's why you teach it to them. No, actually, to be honest with you, I mean, I think a lot of people um, come out of school thinking, you know, maths is useless and they're terrified of maths. There's a huge amount of maths phobia because of the way maths is taught because it's completely as a, as a standalone concept. We don't teach reading as a standalone concept before people can speak English, for example. Mm. Um, if we're teaching them to read in English, we don't teach them to read and write the language before they can speak it. But that's how we teach maths. So, you know, they learn, you know, when I say that we follow their interests, through their interests, they will have to develop, and they do develop, math skills, reading skills, critical thinking skills, writing skills, you know, learn about history, learn about economics, all of these things, but they're facilitated through as they arise, incidental to the things that they're actually... Ah, okay, yeah, so, so, so that, that's interesting. So, so, incidentally, they pick up all of those skills that others are learning in a more formal setting, in a more formal environment. Exactly. And what's the reaction or what has been the reaction of, I don't know, maybe your family when you made this uh, decision, first of all, or, or other people, when you meet other parents on the sideline and I guess they're making small talk the way we all do and they might say, well, what school are the kids in? And you say, oh, well, we homeschooled them. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people um, have a view, a perception of home educators that we are all sitting around and... Um, the kitchen table in our pajamas um, doing lessons um, and, you know, that we don't go out in the world and interact with people um, and that we're all very isolated um, and so on. Um, I also get a lot of people saying to me, oh, I couldn't do that, I wouldn't have the patience or um, things like that. And I think, again, because there's a perception that we're sitting down teaching lessons that we have to force our kids to sit down and pay attention, um, I can totally understand where that, I suppose, horror of the idea might come from. Um, and I think particularly during uh, COVID, when people were in a situation where they had to all of a sudden work from home and try and help their kids do their mm. school lessons at home, I can understand how that would have, again, been very off-putting for people. But our life doesn't look anything like that. Given how much time other kids spend in, in formal education, do you worry... Um, and it sounds like, like you're obviously doing a stand-up job in terms of the education and they do low, what was it, six days of the week anyway, you're on the road with, with social activities. So loads of the socialisation. Do you ever worry yeah. though, and I, I, I ask, I don't, I don't mean any insult in asking the question, but do you ever worry you deny mm-hmm. them maybe the cultural experience of going to school, given it's, it's, it's kind of a big cultural touchstone for every other child, every other person in the country, having spent that long in national school and secondary school? It is a shared experience. It's not necessarily a shared positive experience for a lot of people. Um, and they certainly are very well aware of how school works and what it entails. They, you know, they have school friends. They have school relatives. They see school portrayed on, you know, TV and in shows all the time. So, and, you know, they're aware that it's there. And, you know, with my kids, I have said, and it's, it's something that they want to try, they can, but currently they have no um, interest in doing so. 
All right. Well, listen, Aisha's with us as well, Aisha Ali, who is a homeschooler as well. Um, Aisha, you're welcome to the show. How many kids Thank have you got? Thank you, Kieran. My I have three girls. Okay, and all homeschooled? All we're homeschooled. Uh, my oldest, who is eighteen, is in school at the moment. Uh, she's gone back to school, but the other two are still homeschooled. So, did did yours start in school? Mine started. My older two started in school. Um, my eldest, she did all of primary school, and um, she came out of secondary school to do homeschooling. And my second daughter, who is fifteen now, had completed fourth class in primary school when we decided to homeschool. And why did you make that decision? Um, well, to be honest, I'd been thinking about it for years, a long, long time. But we made that decision mainly because um, she was ahead in the school curriculum, ahead of the other children in her class. And she wasn't being supplemented with extra work to... She was very bored. I'll be very honest with you. She was very bored um, and frustrated as well. And we did try to give her extra resources, but we came to the realisation that had she spent all of that day doing something else, something extra that interests her, um, you know, that would have been time well spent. And Mm. that's what we realised when we did start homeschooling her. Um, We realised that it was more of an interest-led form of schooling, a child-led form of education. And what was the experience like? I mean, in the early days, Aisha, and be honest now, I mean, were, were there some teething problems? Was it a, a, a kind of all plain sailing from day one? I'll tell you what the teething problems were. It yeah. was uh, not falling into the trap of nine to five. Okay. Um, it was very school. We had to de-school. It was, we had to de-school for a while. So what, what I mean by that is try not to follow the exact same routine as a school would. And... And the children blossomed, you know, in the beginning, it was like, oh, no, we need to be doing something. We need to be doing something. But um, we did so much. We did so much, Kiran. And the Tanishta has actually shocked us when he stereotyped the homeschoolers and painted them all as isolated and unsocialized, which is just the exact opposite. It is a more natural form of socialization that the children do when they're home educated. They go to home ed meetups. They go to parks, libraries, post offices. It's a more... Um, they meet people of all ages that speak to people of all ages. It's a more diverse form of socialisation. The world is their classroom. Mm. Well, it, would that be true, though, only if everybody has been homeschooled? I mean, if all the other kids are in national school, mm-hmm. I, I mean, does that well, undermine that argument a little bit? Absolutely not. Like, you know, it, homeschooling is a privilege and not, you know, everybody is able to homeschool. Mm. Not everybody wants to homeschool. But do not stereotype the people that do choose to homeschool their children. It is their constitutional right. Um, and it is a more personalized form of learning. Hundreds of years ago, everybody was homeschooled. If, you know, Albert Einstein's mother had to listen to comments like that, the world would have been a very different place today. He was homeschooled. Um, yeah, I'm not sure he was. I think that's kind of an apocryphal story that people say. I think he was in school until he was 15 or 16. But anyway, um, the... Uh, the socialization argument, I know that's something that really angered you, I think, that, uh, that, that when Michal Martin made these comments and you've, you've written an open letter to him. I have. Yes, I did write him a letter and I have spoken to him about, uh, you know, how he has fit everybody into the same box that he um, thinks that people who are um, who have opinions that are unacceptable are it's because of being homeschooled. Like there are people, there are criminals out there, there are serial killers, and we do not go into looking into what kind of education they had, which led to, you know, have, have them being a certain way. 
So it just comes from a place of, um, without sounding offensive, it comes from a place of ignorance and uh, people need to do their research before, especially if they're in a position of power, if they're in a position of responsibility. If that is his personal opinion, he probably needs to retract that and clarify his stance on homeschooling, Mm. which is um, very much a legal right for parents to do. One of our listeners is after getting in touch, say, excuse me, two of my three children attended school in a semi-rural school and they were well liked in their respective classes. We decided to home educate due to one of our other children having additional needs that were not uh, being met by the school. Both of our children were given the choice and both choose this path. More than three years on and both have more friends now than they ever had while going to school. There isn't a day that they're not interacting with other children that they like and they are thriving. So another success uh, story of homeschooling. Aisha Ali and Fiona Harford. Listen, thank you both very much uh, for joining me here on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.